KDD Radio Time. I'm Autumn McGar, your host, and today we will be chatting with Tony Sabatino. Um, just a real quick note before we get going. If you haven't already, you should definitely check out the Kitchen and Bath Design News Innovator submissions. Uh, you can submit yourself, you can submit somebody else, anyone you think is an innovator in the industry. All right, let's get going. Tony, thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity. As you know, um, I think design is important, and I think designers are important because we positively impact how people live. Of course, and that's why I want to talk to you. You know, so like just to get right into it, what are what are some of the main ways that you think wellness in particular begins in the kitchen and bath and, and kind of how do you incorporate touches for wellness into your kitchen and bath designs? You know, it's a great conversation. And um, and when we really get down to it, uh, we want to promote healthy living, right? Mm-hmm. Um, healthy living for people. Yeah. And, and I think that often we skip over really simple stuff like like air and water purification, you know, talking to people about, uh, right, a whole home water purification system or if they want to put something under the sink just to cook. But when we think about our skin, right, our skin is our largest organ. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I, the idea of of whole home water purification, and it's pretty simple now, you know, and then you've got companies like LG that are making air purification, and um, I, I like to to start with with things that are really basic, and uh, then we talk about you know kitchen design, right? It's it's a lot about lifestyle. We yeah. we want to enhance the life of of the people we're serving. So I may say to you, so you know, tell me about your uh, your your shopping and your cooking style, and you may answer. And what do we got? What do you got for me to work with here? Oh, me. Yeah, yeah, you. Me? Okay, okay. Um, my shopping and cooking style. I like to go grocery shopping maybe once or twice a week. Um, I go to a couple different grocery stores to get what I need. And then my cooking style, um, let's think. I alternate cooking with my girlfriend, and um, she does the majority of the heavy lifting cooking, and I do the easier cooking. Okay, so so that's great. So when you go shopping a couple of times a week, what I'm going to take from that is is you probably buy a lot of fresh food, fair? A lot of vegetables and meats. Mm-hmm. And and so preservation is our our fancy term now for refrigeration, right? We want to we want to preserve the food longer. Yeah. So we would be interested in mm-hmm, and, and how we're going to store the the fresh things that that you're going to buy. And then from a cooking standpoint, we're going to get into entertaining. How often do you entertain? We're mm-hmm. going to look at the size of your space, right? And and we're going to, oh, excuse my dog says hi. Hi to everybody. Um, we may talk about your pets, right? Does your dog need their own refrigerator? So um, as we're going through the, the family needs and requirements for, for what we're going to store and what we're going to prepare, we uh, we start to formulate a, a list of needs, and um, and then maybe we'll talk about uh, we'll talk to your girlfriend with the heavy lifting and mm-hmm. and say hey uh, would a steam oven be something that may interest you? Yeah. Um, and talk about healthy cooking and uh, and how much um, cooking do we need? How much preservation? How much cooking? What we're doing for cleanup? And 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 back to my clean air comment. I actually like to start my kitchen designs um, with ventilation. Oh, 
oh. and may sound unusual, maybe not, but we really want to make sure that we're exhausting, um, you know, unhealthy things out of our kitchen space. And sometimes we are limited as to where we can actually install that ventilation um, for maximum performance, and that may help with the design of the rest of the space, right? Right. So, so, I live in California, mm-hmm. so there's some serious ventilation concerns here, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and each locale has their their own sort of rules or restrictions or challenges. You know, sometimes an urban environment like New York City can be extremely challenging, and we're forced to use recirculation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it doesn't matter, you know, as much where you're going to place it because it's just going to recirculate and, and the client really needs to make sure that they change the air filter. Not ideal, but but better than, than doing nothing at all. I'm curious, you know, uh, I, I know that in addition to wellness, you're also a, a great proponent for universal design and accessible design. I was wondering if you could kind of talk about how you came to this type of design and, and kind of what advice you would have for other designers just starting to familiarize themselves with universal design principles and, and what kind of resources they can look for? Oh, there are many. You know, I love the um, the living in place philosophy for universal design. Mm-hmm. And uh, why? Because it, it really encompasses um, aging people. It encompasses um, people that have special needs of all sorts, right? Um, and, and I think when we're designing an environment that works well for people of all ages and all abilities, it's great. And and it's not something everybody really wants to talk about that much, particularly with the aging conversation. Yeah. But when we, we talk about right, when we talk about making sure that the people that we love are um, are safe and comfortable. So you know, you may want to talk about it from the standpoint of a people's family, you know, who comes to visit. And, and how can we make them more comfortable? And that gets back into the whole sort of kitchen design situation, too. Um, kitchen and bath both. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, um, of toilets with hygienic functions. When we think about someone coming out of a hospital um, and going into a convalescent home temporarily, you know, to convalesce, right? Um, they can't go home usually because their home is not set up properly for them to uh, to be able to function mm-hmm. while they're rehabbing. So if we have a, a toilet that will help with cleanliness and, and we're not put in a position where we have to ask friends or, or family for help with um, activities of daily living, that's, that's very helpful. If we have a fold-down seat and a hand shower in a bathroom um, and we have a curb situation that, that makes it easy for somebody to access and, you know, the cleanliness aspect, that's very helpful too. So, so again, thinking about it in terms of the home functioning for people of all ages and abilities, when we get back in the kitchen, we can use doors that will slide into place, um, systems that fold down out of cabinets to make things uh, within better reach. So taking a good look at the needs of the clients and, and remembering that it's our job to guide them to, uh, to make the best possible investment in their long-term lifestyle and what may be their most significant asset, their home, is really, you know, where, where that whole thing comes from. Yeah. I'm curious. I'd actually like to ask you to elaborate a little bit more. I know it can be a really tough subject to broach with clients who are maybe sensitive about the concept of aging. 
Um, do you have any like any language or any conversation starters that you really use to sort of gently get your foot in the door there? Well, you know, uh, talking to people about who comes to visit, uh, they may say their parents. Um, you know, if if we open a conversation about the home being uh, being a nurturing environment for them, right, mm-hmm. and then wanting to ensure that that the people who come to visit at holidays, you may start talking to somebody about holiday entertainment, and they're telling you how you know their aunt or their uncle or their mother or somebody is not comfortable, you know, coming over because they don't have a first floor bathroom. And, you know, so, so things of that nature, um, that kind of opens the door. And when we create a home that nurtures the people that we love of all ages and all abilities, the people who are providing that loving home get to naturally and gracefully age in it themselves. Yeah. So it, that's a win-win philosophy, if you will. I like that. You kind of gently redirect their attention to somebody else because it's easier to think about somebody else's needs than their own sometimes. A hundred percent. You know, and it's it, right. We as humans, sometimes it's just uh, it's just better that way. And, yeah. and, um, and we feel good to others. Exactly. I'm I'm curious too, like how have you integrated uh, technology into your accessible designs, and and kind of what do you think the future holds for tech and smart smart design smart tech and universal design? It's one of my favorite conversations. So you know, I'm somebody that watched science fiction. Um, I love to say sci-fi has become sci-fact, right? <laughs> I, I'm a who's grown up, you know, looking at the guy talk to his dial-up wireless shoe. <laughs> you know, and and so I mean, when we think about the fact of what has become possible and commonplace, and you know, the generation of kids that were telling Alexa to deliver Ninja Turtles, and somebody's credit card was, you know, on the Prime account, and all of a sudden you get packages <laughs> delivered to the store. It's um, you know, voice activation, right? So I, I think I think it's marvelous. Um, I think that it's something that we're starting to to trust more. Uh, I think the whole pandemic, I mean, what a disaster, right? But mm-hmm. I think the pandemic forced us to look at technology to um, to be able to do school, work, interact with others, order food, right? Deliveries, I mean, things and things, all coming from our, our personal data devices. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... So as we've grown a little bit more comfortable as a society with that, you know, we can we can take another look. And, and technology's come a long way. I think I think streaming has really been a major game changer because you know people would invest in uh, in three 100 CD changers, right? Because they needed 300 CDs worth of music to play. Um, I love yeah. music, by the way. I think. Music is also a wellness feature. I, I kind of left that out in the beginning, but the ability to uh, to have entertainment and, and music certainly add to our our wellness as humans. But um, oh, but yeah, so we're back to that CD feature, right? And and now we don't need it. And when we think about all these racks of stuff we used to need to um, to create this magic tech in the home, the devices have become smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, they become you know, devices that require less maintenance. The fear of obsolescence is less because uh, streaming updates uh, are possible. So even in things like the um, the smart ovens, 
um, and, and uh, refrigerators. I mean, there, there are so many smart devices now that tell us that they, that they need service. So those things um, just naturally get incorporated. And then there's a lot of other things you can do, too. You can get involved with voice control. Um, if somebody is, is doing a second home or even their first home, uh, let's, I'm going to take a back step and say, what do you do with security in home design? Three right. basics are uh, security, comfort, and entertainment. Fair enough? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so when we bring it down to that sort of simplistic level and talk to people about um, uh, comfort, energy goes in, in the comfort category for me because we're talking about um, climate control. And um, maybe we, uh, we're getting involved in, um, in battery storage, you know, if we want to get really sophisticated. But there, there are a few companies that, uh, that make it simple. Um, you know, there's, there's DIY, right, for people. So you can have security. You can go buy your ring camera and have your yeah. ring app. You can buy your Nest thermostat, you know, have your Alexa and, um, and start comparing things up yourself and have a lot of complicated stuff. Um, or you can just hire a professional and, and tell them what it is you're looking for. And, and these things have become more reasonable in price. And it's, it's nice to have somebody to call when you get a new piece of equipment. So yeah. I kind of think of technology like plumbing or electricity or, or any other trade that's working in the home. Let's, let's get a technology person if, if we can work it into uh, – to the budget and, and that way we're creating the right infrastructure from the start. I, I think that we as designers need to have that infrastructure conversation to make sure that, that we're giving our client, you know, every possible opportunity to, to add that to their lifestyle. We should never make the decision that they don't want it without yeah. speaking to them about it. Even if they don't want it, you can still have a good integrator you can call. Oh, sure. And they may say that, oh, I don't want any technology, you know, and, and then they start to realize what kind of technology they are using and, and what's possible. And the fact that, OK, it's my second home, you know, yeah. I can get in the car at the airport and, and I can change the temperature. So I'm I'm not wasting energy and I don't have to sit in a hot or cold house for for four hours while it adjusts after I get there and and I can have cameras on it. So now I've got security, right? I can, I can buy technology that's going to check for leaks so that, you know, um, have any big disasters that way. And, And I think that as we talk about lifestyle and what will make a client comfortable at the end of the day, the, the home should have a great user experience, right? Absolutely. All about your own comfort and your own living your living style absolutely and you know just to kind of cap us off today i'm wondering what's inspiring you right now like how are you staying excited to create right now so many things i mean there's so many things the (laughs) the sound space like i love the provocative uh question what does your sound look like right i was talking about music before and Right. Uh, what does your sound look like? So me, um, I'm going to say that I've got this great three foot by three foot um, Andy Warhol with a camera piece of art that's actually got a whole sonos system inside of it that plays the, the playlist off of my phone. Right. From that's a cool. company called Speakers. Yeah, it's great. And and so there's a show, Cedia, uh, Custom Electronics Design yes. and Installation Association. 
there you go. So I, I find that, that that's inspiring. I think that um, a lot of the appliance manufacturers, all of our, our magic box manufacturers are doing great stuff. I'm watching the, um, the development of refrigeration that'll let you grow vegetables inside of it. Yeah. Um, I think that's really fantastic, right? Um, things from Europe, uh, things that where they look really simple, but they do a lot. I, I like cabinets that have um, tricks, pocket doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm inspired always by the outdoors. And I, I, think, I think we're in a great space right now. I think that we're in a place where we're transcending trends. And, and really looking at, you know, design from uh, sort of like a sociological standpoint, right? Yeah. How are people going to live in our designs and what can we do to enhance the architectural gifts we're given? Um, and what kind of crazy juxtapositions do we want to make just for, for art? And, and we've got so much product um, and, and media to help us kind of like uh, wade through it and make good choices um, for our clients especially post-pandemic as people are kind of understanding how they themselves live in their space right now, I bet. Oh, yeah. You know, home had to become haven because mm-hmm. um, you can leave, right? So you, your home was your, uh, oh, my God, name something, anything, right? You got, yeah. you know, you're doing pedicure and homeschool and, and the kitchen becomes the dinner theater because mm-hmm. you can't go to the restaurant and all that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. Agreed. <laughs> A little bit more opportunity to kind of flex your creative muscles, for sure. Definitely. And, you know, I think that kitchen design and bath design, because there's a lot of specialty product going on, right, and and a lot of millwork design, it it finds its way into uh, a lot of the rest of the home, you know, designing millwork for... um, for a space that that will hold components or um, closets and uh, gym spaces and and finding, you know, places for for a warming drawer in uh, in a gym area because you want a hot towel. I mean, just so many different things if we really sit back and and look at at what's going to to really make a, a great lifestyle. That's super exciting, and it's been really great talking with you today, Tony. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I appreciate you very much. KBD Radio is hosted and produced by Autumn McGar with music by David Ayala. For more information about kitchen and bath design news, please visit our website at kitchenbathdesign.com. 